Welcome to the Wisdom Rising podcast. I'm your host, Lama Sultrama Alione, and my goal with this podcast is really to open your own wisdom, to have your own wisdom rising, either through the meditations that I lead or introduce you to, or to the people that I interview that bring wisdom with them in their own voice, in their own traditions. So we look forward to raising our wisdom together on the Wisdom Rising podcast. And I'm so happy to share this with you. Welcome everyone. Back in California, after the amazing experience of Lama Wangdu's cremation, which the last time I spoke to you was, I was telling you about it was going to happen. And I was actually able to go to Taramandala. I've had trouble with the altitude there, but I figured out something that seems to work to make me be able to go there. So that was amazing in itself. And then to experience this process of his cremation was really amazing. So I want to talk a little bit about that. When Wanda Rinpoche arrived on November 19th, and so a group came in with him. There was a sort of procession, caravan, coming in, people had driven from Boulder, had flown in from New York, California, and so on. And the Kudung had been brought by a U-Haul truck from Portland by Dechen Somo and her sister Pema and her husband Dawa. So it arrived, it meaning the Kudung, but really it's he on the 19th and was brought into the temple where our people had prepared a shrine and a, a place for the Kudung in the center of the temple. And then immediately practice started, the practice that had been done in Portland, which was a Dorsam Lama Chupa from the Dujim Tersa. It's a Dorji Sempa or Vajasad for practice. And it's done for these kind of situations. But not only that, it's beautiful practice. And so I arrived on the 21st. And that was the first time I've been to Taramandala in the last year. And second time I've been to Taramandala in four years. So it was beautiful to see everyone, to greet everyone. And the Lama was there, Jigme Wangchuk Rinpoche, who's a Toku and a direct bone lineage descendant from Dujin Lingpa, and Tugodhadral, who is a Toku from Spiti, which is in the northern Himalayan part of India. Very, very knowledgeable, very beautiful, humble Toku who now resides at Pema Usaling in California. That night, there was also chib practice, and the temple 
was just full of the sound of chud and uh, really experienced practitioners. Lama Wangdu, that was his principal practice that he transmitted. He also was a practitioner of Longchen Ningtik. And what was wonderful was there were a lot of Tibetans who came. And so I love to see Tibetans in our temple because they're in a situation of being refugees. And so to be able to be in a temple in their tradition and practicing, it's, it's, it's so important for them. And I was so grateful to be able to offer that at Tara Mandala. And they came from all over. And also Westerners came as well. And then the next day, which was the day of the cremation, we got up at 4.30, went down into the shrine room. There was short um, prayers. And then there was a procession out following the kudung, the body of Lama Wangdu, to the cremation stupa, which was in front of the temple, sort of drops down in front of the temple, and there's a round, flat, area that had been beautifully prepared by Clifton, Carmody, and all the people from Taramandala. And then Lama Jerme had come to help with the stupa, Kembo Sonam, and also someone named Dawa, who had worked on our stupa many years ago, like 20 or 30 years ago. So it was dark. There were just the stars at dawn and the sky was lightning in the east as the kudung was placed into the cremation stupa. And that was quite a process because Lama Wangu was a big, a big man. He was very tall and his body had become much smaller, but still it was the whole process of transferring him, his sacred body into the stupa and that went on until we had a little break and then at seven we began the actual puja and that's when people from the outside had been told to come so more and more people came i'm not sure how many people came in the end we had over 150 people registered and and then we began the practice and right at that moment that we began the practice, the sun came over the eastern San Juan mountains and there was a rainbow around the sun. Oh, you have a picture. Wonderful. Yeah. So this, this rainbow stayed for, you know, I wasn't counting how long it was, but it was over an hour. And then it kept happening. There were rainbows all day. And I'd heard about these things, you know, you read about them. There were, you know, all kinds of manifestations in the sky and so on. And I did, but I'd never seen it happen. Like when that happened, I was like, oh, that's a good sign. You know, it's a good auspicious sign. And I thought that would be it for the creation but it went on and there were all kinds of different shapes of rainbows 
There was one that was like a sphere with a, a blue tail that came out of it. Some vertical rainbows coming out. There was a double rainbow. And then there were also eagles that circled. And the eagles were a symbol of Padampasanje. And it said that Wandu Rinpoche was in a reincarnation of the Padampasanje. So, so they were very excited about that. And so these signs just were going on in the background. If you see pictures from the event or video, you see a lot of people looking at the sky. <laughs> it was a very extensive fire push. The, the Kudung is seen as the deity, in this case, Vajrasattva Yabhyum. And then offerings are poured into the top of the stupa. Anaraitha was there, did a beautiful job as head chupan, assisted by Uli, Jacqueline, and Beth, Lee Herbert, and Anna from Brazil, who's living at Tarmandala now. And so they had long sticks with kind of like small scoops on the end. And so they would give it to two Tibetan men who would then take these offerings and put them into the top. And the fire was big and at a certain point, there was big sounds, you know, like kind of like explosion. And people said, oh, that's that's a Rinpoche sounding pet. It was very cold sitting out there. But we sat and we did we did this until three in the afternoon. That's when it concluded. And the rainbows continued. There was more rainbows at sunset. It's really phenomenal. Then that night, my son Tugosil and, and Kandra Katie brought people to the house, the lamas who were visiting and the monks and for dinner. And we, we had a photograph together and so on up in our family house. And that was beautiful also to, for me to be back in that house where I lived and where what the house that David and I built. So then the next day, we said goodbye to the Tuku Jigme Wong truck. And we said goodbye to Tuku Tadral. And then we went back down to the stupa and began to take out the relics. At that time, I was at a distance from the temple. And I looked over, and there was this giant rainbow. <laughs> For the temple uh, surrounding it and it, all this is on my Facebook page uh, there's a lot of pictures and so on and there were ring cell the these special spherical magical relics that appear in, in the bodies of great lamas and other really interesting uh, relics that came out of the stupa from after he was consecrated. that That's the stupa. And you see it's like a, a man riding a horse that was out, that was caused by the fire. And uh, so he's saying, oh, it's, it's Padampasanje on the horse or the Zangri Sen on the horse. Do you have some pictures of, of the relics, uh, Dreamy? There, uh, yeah, that's the the top of the skull, which is a very interesting pattern, looks like writing. 
and the other pieces of the skull. It's a, it's amazing that the skull actually survived that very hot fire. So at that point, then I had to leave. And right before I left, I, I said to Dachin Somo, the granddaughter and, and main companion and caretaker of Wang Rinpoche for the past 25 years, we would like to offer a place for the there to be a stupa for Wang Rinpoche at Tara Mandala. And, and she said, oh, I'm so glad you said that. I was going to ask you, but I didn't, you know, I was kind of like embarrassed or shy about it. And so I said, of course, yeah, of course, of course, of course. So we'll figure that out and that will happen next summer. So that's a little bit about that. It's on Lama Sultra Maliani Facebook page and also Instagram some of the pictures. So it was a, an extraordinary event and this is very rare in this country. It's the second Lama cremation that I know of in the traditional way. The other one was Trungpa Rinpoche and I believe it was 1987 and I was at that also. I think my main takeaway of this event was, I mean, there were a lot of, of things that I came home with, but the feeling of blessings was what I came away with. Oh, this is this is really the feeling of blessings. And it's something that I could really feel in my body. And and just the joy and the sadness sort of co-emerging. The sadness of losing him and the joy of how auspicious it was. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for being with us for this Wisdom Rising podcast. May it benefit all beings. And I'd like to take a moment to thank the production team of Wisdom Rising and also to let you know that if you would like further information on my work or the associated people who work with Tara Mandala, you can reach out to the Tara Mandala website, T-A-R-A-M-A-N, dala.org. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe.